Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm so glad you chose to join us. I think we're in for a delightful episode tonight. The topic is wholeness is the new wellness. And our guest tonight is Sue Samino. We're going to bring Sue on in just a minute. But, you know, jeepers, I really like conversation about wholeness, the, the, the wholeness of who we are. It's in in the Western world we're we're raised um, with such linear um, mapping, if you will, of reality. One plus one equals two, and and uh, there's all this structure and order, and and a lot of it serves us very well, but sometimes it, um, that structure and order is the very thing that keeps us from discovering a much deeper aspect of who every single one of us is. If you're listening to this episode, you have a body, you have flesh and bones, you have a soul, you have a life purpose, you have a a karmic lineage, if you will, karmic lessons for this lifetime. But, But... not to go into it too much, just the the term soul is such a non-linear aspect of ourselves. It's a non-linear aspect of consciousness. And, I mean, how many people on the planet have prayed for peace, for wholeness, for the end of suffering on the planet? It, it's that nonlinear aspect of ourselves that is able to pluck from the undefined, the um, nonlinear aspect of of consciousness, whole new paradigms, completely whole new paradigms. Consciousness can turn on a dime, but if if your karmic momentum is has your demeanor more like a freight train than a jet ski or a motorcycle, then you got some cleaning up to do to really be able to put some pop, some potential, some pizzazz to to your uh, the the nonlinear ability of your soul to feed you completely new vectors, new paradigms, new directions in your life. And that's what I like about episodes like this. Wholeness is the new wellness. And our guest tonight is, uh, uh, she's very well poised to talk about just that. She's, Sue is uh, Amazon number one best-selling author of Ancient Ones Are Calling Us, Learning to Listen, Change My Life. While Sue was working as an accountant, she was called to Tasmania, Australia, where she began to receive messages from creation about the stumbling blocks affecting humanity and how to help us change before we destroy ourselves yet again. She lived in Tasmania for the next seven years, seven, that's a curious number, deepening her connection with the land and the consciousness that called her there. While dealing with her own Lyme disease, Sue suddenly receives the wholeness alignment process direct from the circle of consciousness involved in creation. This divinely guided protocol healed her completely, but more importantly, it aligned her with her own divine self. Since its discovery, Sue has been utilizing the wholeness alignment process to help others who are feeling the call to their soul's purpose. But but they might be feeling blocked by numerous things, including illness, interference, past life bleed-through, karmic agreements, etc. Well, 
join me in welcoming Sue to the show. Sue, I'm so glad to have you on the show tonight. Thank you so much, Les. I'm delighted to be here. I'm really, really honored and excited um, to get to have this conversation with you. Well, I'm delighted you're here. You know, um, we talked um, a, a while ago, um, and, and you shared the story of, of being called to Tasmania. And uh, that was really quite a story. Do you want to kind of uh, give us an, uh, a snapshot of, of what was involved there? Because if I understand, you were working as an accountant, and then to be called to, I guess, the other side of the world? I mean, tell us about that. You're right. I was working as an accountant. I had um, gone through a huge illness and had recovered. And I was trying to do what normal people do when I it suddenly hit me that my goals weren't working and I was getting nowhere. So I finally asked Spirit what am I here for? And within days, I started getting the crumbs leading me on the path. And within six months, I was called to Tasmania. Someone um, actually did a, a future regression for me and said something was missing. And when I went looking to find out what was missing in my life, I was told that if I didn't go to Tasmania, I wouldn't be able to do what I was here for. And I have looked for my purpose. Um, I have known for years that I was here to help all of humanity move forward while we uh, make this quantum leap into a whole new paradigm. That's the simplest way I know to say it. So I went and amazing things happened. Well, you were there for seven years. It almost sounds like uh, an incremental washing of your persona, like a year for every chakra or, you know, seven such a, a prominent number in, in the natural order. Um, how did you change from when you arrived there to when you left? Uh, how, how would you describe that change? Well, when I first went to Tasmania, I only went for a month. And as I wandered around, I kept running into um, group Aboriginal consciousness. And that was strange enough. I didn't really know what to expect. But I started um, working with them and having amazing mystical experiences through, through this month including the night when creation started writing in my journal things that I had never thought, telling me about what needed to happen for us as a species. I went back to Tasmania six months later, and I went for six months, but I ended up staying much longer. Um, And what I discovered was that I was being communicated with still by this consciousness that has been whispering to humanity for eons, not um, like through Lemuria or Atlantis or now, trying to help us evolve and grow. Um, and I, I think your your um, idea is really interesting about it clearing my chakras. But what I know is um, I needed to have as deep a connection as possible with this consciousness. And after the first five months, uh, five years, I moved off the little island where I connected with this consciousness. And that's where I started dealing with my Lyme disease. But I felt like it needed to have a really strong connection with me before I could actually leave Australia. It sounded like it it anchored um, uh, the connection with with that consciousness, it anchored it into your own psyche. It's almost like a a go-to reference, perhaps, in this every now moment. And and that that time there was to establish that link. I mean, that's I what totally, John I totally agree with you, Les. I do believe that's what they were doing. And you talk about the how ancient the the consciousness is, the awareness is. It, it really, I mean, we've had so many um, um, 
people share their story on this show, it it's like consciousness has stacked the deck to make sure humanity has everything it needs. But still we have that free will. We have to show up. I, I fully agree with you. In fact, um, years earlier when I um, woke up spiritually and was very, like I, I really pursued my spiritual path and was not fully grounded into form. And eventually what I learned was we have to fully integrate into our physical bodies because that's the only way we can make the decisions to, to travel through uh, this evolutionary leap for the good that we're taking, but also how we make choices that clear or release some of the things that have been binding us that we no longer want to carry with us. And that's, we have to be fully present in order to make those changes and those choices. So you're talking about by being grounded in our bodies that there's information there for us. When we when we ground the our consciousness into physical form, we ground ourselves. That is that's the place of of uh, connection to a, a well of information that helps us through our journey. Um, I would agree with that, absolutely. But also, um, those that help us, that are not in form, can't make choices for us. But because we have come and have fully integrated within our bodies, we can make choices that affect us personally, but also affect the collective unconscious of all humanity. So when many of us come in, we bring in certain issues that we need to be able to deal with. For me, it was memories of being tortured. For others, it is perhaps um, abuse of some kind. But by bringing in those particular issues and then making new choices and dealing with them um, in form, we can shift what's carried in the in the collective unconscious for all of humanity and that's pretty incredible <laughs> it's just what the doctor ordered yeah so, so you're talking about breaking the um the patterning um by making new choices in the moment well i'm going to go even further i i when i first remembered being tortured in past lives um someone uh, it, it was triggered by a visit to the dentist. I'll say it that way. And someone did a, a past life regression for me and asked me what I wanted to do. Without understanding why, I suddenly heard myself say, I want to break the agreement with the other soul group to torture them or to be tortured by them. And immediately, it, w- it you could feel that shift, it, it, like it moved throughout the consciousness of everything. And the woman doing the regression said, oh, my God, your entire group is cheering. When I went back to the exact same situation that triggered those memories, it was like a picnic on a spring day. And so through, the, through being shown this several times, I really got clear that we are able to break agreements that we have made while we're in spirit. And we make these agreements in spirit without realizing how deep or how awful they are. And we honor these agreements with each other because we're honorable, but we suffer tremendously. And so while we are in physical form, we can choose to break these agreements. And when we do, um, we are free of the effects and the other parties are free of carrying the karma because both sides have no idea what it is they're choosing to be involved in when they make these choices. So you're saying so you're that saying the, the souls make the agreement to go into, uh, well, or per- perhaps continue these contracts to play out uh karmic parodies, if you will, I mean, very real, um, 
exchanges might be a better word. And then, and and from the soul level, it the um, the pain, the suffering, perhaps the horror of what these contracts feel like in flesh and bones isn't isn't um, as much realized as once once we come down into human form. And I mean. Just look at the planet. There's so many extremely, extremely brutal um, um, atrocities committed towards humans on the planet. Um, so it's interesting. Say a little more about breaking these contracts. And, and as a listener, how how would I go about looking at my own life path and how would I begin to discern that I have contracts that are repeating. Well, what I know is when we're when we have these contracts from other lifetimes and when we're born again, it's like we have um I can't remember the word right this minute, but like a blight on our soul. Oh, that is the word. Like we have a blight on our soul that we're carrying with us. And the torture is extreme, but other people have other ones for abuse. And you find that it keeps showing up in your life. Like you, you come from a family that has a pattern, an ancestral pattern of abuse that's carried or, or possibly alcoholism or any kind of addictive behavior. It's like you, you're born into a family where this is the pattern that's handed down through your lineage and we honor this lineage um, because we love our and honor our ancestors, but we find ourselves carrying it. And what is possible is actually to break these agreements and assist our ancestors to break these agreements for themselves. Now, for me, I know when I broke my agreement, I was in a space of grace. I was I had melted into the field of grace and that allowed me to simply break the agreement and have it be undone. You're asking well, now, what was Go ahead. Well, um how do these in, uh, agreements come into play when we we go to fulfill our life purpose? Well, I, I, and I'm going to switch to when I was working with people with Lyme disease, I started finding about all these other things. Um, there is so much bleed through from other lifetimes things that are affecting us in this lifetime. And if it's hard to believe, just think about people that have um, fear of snakes or spiders or drowning without any reason to, like, or people that you immediately know and love. Like we have so much bleed through from our other experiences in our other lifetimes. And it's interesting because as human beings, we think we, in our mind, we know what's going on, but there is a, a subconscious, unconscious um, realm where we have no idea what is there, and it has tremendous effect on what we think about our, how we, uh, on our health or on what we draw to us. And so that's the kind of stuff that um, the wholeness alignment process actually aims for those things that we're carrying and that's blocking us or hindering us that doesn't really belong in this current lifetime. And it can be, the agreements can be broken and mm, the blocks can be cleared so that we are free and clear to recognize what we're here for and that's what we chose for ourselves. And we can also begin moving forward into the life that we chose for ourselves without feeling blocked, feeling lost, um, feeling like we're overwhelmed with the things that we have to deal with. Right. And, and it, it's such a curious thing because I mean, when, if you think about being born and raised, in a family dynamic, 
and your your family teaches you symbols and the values of those symbols, and you become an adult, you, you feel really normal. You just feel normal. And when you start talking about this subconscious contract, subconscious karmic imprinting, it can be kind of hard to wrap your noggin around the scope or the depth that um, it can have on really who you are as a person. Can you talk uh, to that? Well, you know, I will because when I first was given the wholeness alignment process to work with people, I was shocked at how immediately things could change for people. Um, because I'm an accountant, I like things to be efficient. So usually the wholeness alignment process is a one-time deal. And people will will write to me afterwards or call me and let me know that suddenly their, their anxiety has gone, their worry, their bad relationships with this parent or that. I've even had their relatives change because of the clearings that we've done that affect their whole ancestors. So... Um, it's for me uh, because I'm uh, was an accountant. I have to prove things to myself, and it was because of the responses people um, told me about on how things changed in how they were thinking, how they were feeling, um, their relationships and interactions that really let me know that. What I was given was something that's really on the right track to free us from all sorts of interference and intrusion that is not in our highest good, is not in alignment with our divine selves, and is in our way from really expressing our full potential and knowing the truth about ourselves. Does that help? (laughs) Well, sure. Well, it's a uh, you know it you can you can catch a cold and and feel bad for twenty minutes or two weeks, and and there's a big difference between those. You can have a, an emotional event that is that is heavy with uh, heartache or or emotional trauma, if you will. And that can that can uh, send you um, down the street doing cartwheels. Um, and what I'm getting at is, um, as as you go through this uh, alignment process, as you start shedding some of these um, contracts and karmic uh, imprinting, it's like you get your life back, really. Because Absolutely. It's not like you don't. Uh, it's not like you won't get colds anymore, but the rebound is much quicker than, quote, normal. And and it's not like you won't have heartache. I mean, when you love somebody and, and, and life happens, heartache happens. But it doesn't uh, turn your life upside down. You can... It, it's almost like uh, a boat that won't capsize, so to speak. And the more and more of your own wholeness that you can embody, the more resilient you you get to living life on earth. So for yourself, how do you how do you see how you've changed from perhaps earlier in your life where you didn't understand this, this vision for your life up to this moment now? How's Well, the biggest change, one of the biggest changes would be my health. I was, I had illness my entire life. Um, I, right before I was called to Tasmania, a few years before, I was really, really sick, depressed, suicidal. Um, Even when I was in Tasmania for seven years, I started going downhill. Um, I found out I had Lyme disease. I was getting dementia. Um, And so once uh, I was given very clear instructions to watch for what I was being shown, I I was being trained with a particular machine trying to work on my Lyme, 
but I was told that I was going to be shown um, a way to deal with it. And, and it happened. That's when the wholeness alignment process landed since then. And I mean, since then, almost immediately, I have been healthy. I'm healthier now than I've been in my entire life. Um, even down into old, um, I have a lot of old um, scars and injuries in my life. And gradually over the last, say, three years, my body has repaired all of that. Now, the other thing that's really changed, um, I always wanted to know what I was here for. I woke up in 1986, and so I started looking for, um, I started following my spiritual path and wandering all over the place. But I, w- I had so many friends that were psychic, that were intuitive, um, that had visions, and I felt like a rock. I felt absolutely incapable of connecting or knowing deeply what I needed to do, why I was here. Um, it was it was frustrating, and what's the what I know now? Like I started following, knowing that I didn't have any um, justification for. I started really following, and what. My trip to um, Tasmania is a perfect example. I went having no idea why I was being told to go or what would happen. And I just followed things as they unfolded. I do have some um, clairvoyant and um, psychic friends who would help me from time to time. But what emerged was I, I suddenly knew exactly what I'm here for what my purpose is and how I fit into this transition for humanity. And I also know that I have, um, I'm not a rock. I'm just um, set up differently than other people. It's like I'm on a different wavelength or I'm wired differently. And so it's, it's funny because it's the book that I wrote about ancient ones are calling us, learning to listen, I really want to encourage people to recognize that they are designed perfectly to do what they're here to do, and they're wired in a way that's perfect for them. And I I really encourage them to not look at other people and say, well, why aren't I like them? I say this to my clients all the time. And eventually they go, oh, right. I do know. I just know differently than I expected to. Well, we had talked well, we had about, talked that, about that, that before where, I mean, I think both of us kind of had the same situation where um, I don't um, – like for myself, I wanted to, uh, as far as my psychic abilities, I wanted to hear and see. And uh, <laughs> and this is a long time ago, at least a decade ago. And I'm like, damn it, talk to me. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. And uh, after a, some frustrating months went by, I realized that if I looked at the wake, if I looked at my life path, I was very psychic. I was very intuitive. But the way I got the information was just knowing this, just a sense of knowing this. And I think you shared something similar to that. I mean, if you were to talk to our listeners, and our listeners perhaps aren't feeling that in tune or intuitive or psychic, um, what would you say to them? I think that's a great question. Um, and I'm just going to think a minute because I, I'm talking to people all the time about this. I think it's really important to trust yourself, even though you think you don't hear and you think you don't know. I believe it is if you allow for the possibility that you're being given information and, and, and oh, let's do it this way. If you lose something. Why not ask, okay, I've lost this. How do I find it? And then later when you just suddenly walk into that place where you wouldn't normally look and there it is, recognize 
that something communicated with you and actually, you know, recognize it and admit it. Oh, thank you. How did you get me to look there? And be grateful for it. Because I feel like the more we respond to those moments when we know that we will be given more and more moments like that. I like that. I like that. Well, let's... Take a look at your book, The Ancient Monster Calling. Um, Now, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is that the Aborigine reference that we've we've been talking about? You know, when when I was first called to Tasmania... I thought it was the Aboriginal people. Um, I had so many people, when I mentioned I might go to Tasmania, started giving me messages, having um, goosebumps saying, oh, they're calling you, um, you're going to help, all of that. And when I went, I ran into all this group Aboriginal consciousness, and I was doing healing not for them so much as for the white European tribe, because I wanted to know why are we like a pack of locusts on the planet. And in the process, it was also benefiting them because we were breaking agreements to cause each other suffering, my ancestors and their ancestors. Um, But when creation started talking to me, and then, um, which was just one night when they started telling me what the glitches were in our design and that help was coming while we are still um, here. In the past, we have destroyed ourselves several times, and I knew, I knew that. I didn't know it before I read it, but when I read it, I went, oh, my God, I know it's true. And they're trying to help us repair some of the glitches in our design before, um, so we can just keep going and growing. Now, it was really important for me after I had that information come to me, I suddenly was allowed to go to Flinders Island, which is a little island off the coast of Tasmania, 700 people, where the last Aboriginal people went. And I initially went looking around to the places where the Aboriginal people were taken and where many, many died. And I thought I was there having to do with the Aboriginal connection. But it, but it, it didn't take long for me to realize that wasn't while I was there. I was there to connect with this consciousness that's involved with creation and go even deeper, even more ancient. Um, what I realize now is I'm part of some team um, and I just happen to be the one that's in a body doing this work. But, uh, you know, I was given very clear direction. It's like, oh, no, this is who I'm working with now. And I, initially, I felt like I was a two-year-old, like a little toddler, and they were patting me on the butt, getting me to go here and there and do different things. Um, but now I just feel very, very um, deeply connected with them all. Isn't it curious that um, flesh and bone is, is kind of like the last step, the last number in a combination? Because what we're talking about here, I mean, if I take a step back, and we're talking about a lineage of consciousness that's eons of time that that has accumulated such deep, scarring of the human psyche to the point where several times over we've annihilated ourselves and yet to heal it I love the image you brought to mind of a a two year old getting his his butt motivated (laughs) it it, all the resolution seems to have to happen in flesh and bones because spirit can see that it needs to happen It can understand the mechanics of happening, but it takes a human being on their life path to complete the process, don't you think? 
I do. And I'll tell you, one of the most exciting things that I've come to know is that the newest children, I'm talking about the last year and a half, they're coming in aligned. And also, when I work with people in their 20s and 30s, they don't have the same glitches as those of us that are older have. Like a lot of stuff has been repaired for them, and yet they still need help to come into full alignment. Um, it's interesting, um, the the whole idea about breaking agreements, I find many people will tell me, oh, we need the pain, we need the suffering, we need the challenge so that we can learn and grow. And yes, that's true, and no, that's not. Like, yes, we need the challenge and, and um some struggle and some decisions and things like that so we can learn and grow. But there is a lot of cruelty and suffering that is so not in alignment with humanity. I actually don't think it's even natural to us, but has been embedded in us actually imprinted like a, a negativity and fear that's been imprinted in us that really needs to be dealt with for us to be free to really move into our wholeness and into full alignment with our divinity um, and have a wonderful time expressing ourselves in the physical world. Have, have, have a wonderful Time expressing ourselves in the physical world. If that's not an inkling of heaven, I don't know what is. <laughs> I agree. I wonder if uh, the 2012 transition had something to do with um, the the momentum of humanity. Because I I like to look at movies. Um and movies of the past of, you know, a spy during the Cold War and um, um, war epics and things like that. And and it, it's, there's such compelling dramas that um, human beings went through that are immensely immersed in, in pain and, and danger and threat and it, it's almost like uh, a chapter of our humanity. And it, at 2012, the bell dings, and the and that era is done, if you will. It it's like like you were saying, the the new blood, the new consciousness that's being incarnate now, isn't aligned with that that the momentum of the past, if you will. They they don't have, like you said, they don't have that kind of imprinting. You know, I love the question about if things have changed for us in 2012, and I have to say yes. I know I would not have been able to, the wholeness alignment process would not have come to me before December 2012. It came in 2014. And it would not have been possible before. Um, I also know that there is so much new technology coming through to humanity now to help all of us make this transition into wholeness, into health, into awareness, um, and our full potential. And so... I love it because I'm always watching at the new stuff that's showing up. And I know there are so many people, like I know the alignment process that I do is new technology, and I know there's all sorts of other new technologies landing now that will help all of us move forward with greater ease and grace. And I think that's thrilling. I really hope <laughs> to be able to watch this, everything change um, in the coming, you know, decades for sure. It is such an exciting time to be alive. Well, now, um, let's talk about wholeness and how a person, a listener, you, me, how humanity on an individual basis can use wholeness 
to help ourselves and help humanity. How does living in wholeness affect our individual influence on the collective? Well, I believe when we embrace our own wholeness, we are willing to recognize um, our full potential and live as if, you know, like fully embody our full potential. And while in the past, I think we were afraid to do that because it might make other people feel bad, but I think now when we honor our full potential and are willing to wear it with joy, we give everyone else the permission to step up and embrace their own wholeness and to really embody it in a way. And we also, I think as people move into their own wholeness, they start recognizing what they decided they wanted to do in this lifetime for themselves. Because my, you know, each of our divine selves, that's us before we come here and we choose the path we want. We choose what our purpose is. We ask for helpers and guides. We actually ask people to kick us in the butt if we've missed our, our path. And I believe as we move into this new quantum leap that all of that that we chose for ourselves will start expressing quite easily. So I, I think um, people need to stop being afraid and start not being judgmental about each other. I don't think, I agree with you as far as there's not good or bad, right or wrong, but each person will know deeply what it is that's calling them and even which path is calling them. And I, I, I think one of the key things is to stop trying to fit in with everybody and allow yourself to go with it and see how it unfolds and how it will mm, happen for you. I think uh, a lot of the, the younger generation don't feel like they fit here. And, and I mean, some of them are, are having a very difficult time because society seems to be in so, cheap, so much upheaval, and it is. But, you know, if, if you don't feel like you fit in here, that's because your chapter hasn't come, come into fruition yet. It hasn't come into play yet. And you're wired for a chapter that's coming down the pike. And just just to stay centered in your own being, let the chaos outside of you be chaos, and don't try to own it or or take it on. Um, I think a lot of times when people feel disconnected with society, they feel like, well, then I don't fit in, and there's no place. For it. it, but uh, there's a whole new paradigm around the corner. I totally agree with you. In fact, that's why I love working with the the younger generations um, because they don't have some of the same glitches. So they don't carry some of the um, problems or issues and they look around the world and, and recognize, well, this is insane. This makes no sense. What is going on here? And unfortunately, many of them then go into um, addiction of some sort, suicide of some, you know, um, self-injury, uh, that kind of thing. There's so many ways because they just figure they don't belong here. And I totally agree. They are here for something that's coming. And if they, what I find is when I work with them, we clear a lot of the baggage that they're carrying or the old agreements. And then they suddenly feel free to be who they are and stop trying to fit in with everybody else. So, yes, I can't wait to see what they are bringing to the table because I know that they are so much of the new technology that's coming. And they're carrying in many, many things 
that will solve many, many issues to heal the earth and to heal humanity. Well spoken. I like that. So so don't try to live from the outside in. Don't try to take in the outside, but live from the inside out. Tune into your own self and make that your anchor, your home base, if you will. And reference everything based on you, period, inside, period, in the story. And then the outside is going to come around. And then as long as you stay authentic to yourself and uh, move more and more into wholeness, when, when the outside comes around, when the collective consciousness heals enough that more and more people are authentic whole, then I think it's going to be uh, most... Uh, I, I think some of the reason our souls chose to go so up and far into the darkness is the feeling of coming out of darkness back in truth, back in wholeness. It's got to be an explicit chapter. <laughs> It's definitely got to be an improvement for sure. <laughs> well, that's pretty easy. Well, um, all right. Well, let's talk about you and your platform. You've got this wholeness alignment process. Um, how do you how do you work with people on that? Is that a in person thing or through uh, uh, the internet or telephone? Well, mostly um, I have worked with people, multiple things. I've worked with a lot of people in person. I've worked in groups, um, small groups at a workshop, Um, but I also do many, many sessions through Zoom or Skype or even telephone. Um, it, It makes no difference. It works anyway. And I'll be honest with you, even when I work with skeptics, um, it works anyway. I know that from working with people with Lyme uh, because it would cure their Lyme. And so it's like, well, even if they didn't believe me. Um, I also have been being um, pushed, I'll say, by by my guides and stuff to start um, offering people more support as they are moving through this transition. And so I'm working um, some programs up that are like forgiveness challenges because um, that's one of the big hurdles that people have to um, face. And also um, just some mentoring programs so that people can both learn to listen to their own guidance. That's another program I'm working on. So Yeah, all things are possible. Now, in addition to like the initial um, wholeness alignment process takes maybe two to three hours if I'm doing it individually. It's longer if I'm doing a group, but I have many people that um, somewhere down the line will have some other things show up that they need some help with. And so for the people that have contacted me multiple times, some amazing things have happened. And I'll be honest, I learn while I'm working with people. And so initially I thought, well, I don't know what I'll do if I work with them again. And I have been blown away with what has been possible to both help people clear, but also to help people move into that, that um, really sets them further along their path than otherwise. So, I I I will work with almost everybody and I and I really trust people to know if what I have to offer is of value to them and will help them or if it will not. Um so go with your well, gut. What so how would you describe your ideal client? Well, right now, my ideal client is someone who knows somewhere deeply. They either know or they suspect or they desire that that they have a purpose in life. They're not happy with their work or how their life is progressing, and they know there's something more that is calling them, but they don't know what it is. 
They feel lost. They might know what it is, but they feel blocked, like something is keeping them from doing this. And I'll be honest, when that happens, it's usually there is something keeping them. And so right now, that's mostly who I'm working with. Um, And it's been really fun because people will contact me later. Some really quickly will start absolutely finding their path and moving forward. Um, Others... um, will have to move forward with greater patience because it is um, a process that's going to unfold gradually for them. It won't allow them to jump the gun. But the thing that I notice most with people that I work with, if they have something in their life that's not in alignment with their divine self, it will start becoming more and more uncomfortable and start to fall away whether it's someplace you live, whether it's a relationship, whether it's your work. But the other thing I notice is more stuff will start showing up that's going to help you move forward on your path. More opportunities will show up, more resources, more connections, more clients, um, whatever is needed that's going to help you head the right direction. All of a sudden, all of you, like all of you, is working together. Um, The biggest thing I notice um, with someone that's not in alignment, like if your health is a problem, well, it's obviously not in alignment with mm, another part of you that's trying to move forward. Or maybe you're doing good moving forward and you have good health, and it's something emotionally that keeps getting triggered that holds you back. What the alignment process does is it gets all of you all of your energy bodies, all of yourself working together as a whole. And it actually gives you a lot of protection for things like interference or intrusion, um, things that we're not aware of but have a tremendous effect and detrimental one um, to all of us when it happens. Very nice. Um... Well, tell us about um, your book. Who's who's your book written for? My book is it's basically um, it cover it's my story and it covers from when I was called to Tasmania, but it also covers while the whole being um, while the idea of breaking agreements was really being communicated to me, and so. I write it um, to let people know myself as a rock and also how it started to unfold and what I started to recognize. And I'm writing it because every single person on the planet now is really important. It's really important for them to understand and recognize their own gifts and their own way of knowing and hearing and listening. And I've had so many people come up afterwards and say, oh, my God, that really helped. I think I'll listen a little closer. Or, oh, I didn't realize that that was how I was being communicated with. So that's the real purpose of it. Um, The second reason I wrote this book, I was told a year and a half ago, that if I would write this book and the next one, these two books, that it would give people access to the energy of grace in such a way that they would be able to um, download the alignment process directly. I have tried to put it directly into the human collective without um, success. And so I was told very clearly if I wrote the books, people would be able to uh, download it directly without having to um, work with me specifically. And I love that idea because my, my main goal is whatever I can do that will absolutely bless all of creation, everybody, everything, the earth, like that. So we're talking about the next What's the timeline you see that coming out? Well, it's 80% written. I'm working on it this month. I'm hoping to have it completely um, 
through all the editing and um, published by very, very early in 2019, probably between February and April. The name of that book is Creation's Message, and it will be more about my time in Australia while creation, while this consciousness was working with me, helping me um, deal with my Lyme and also giving me the whole alignment process. I be, I'll be honest, there's some new information coming through from creation. Um, I can feel it coming. I can't wait to know what it is uh, because it's always fascinating to me. Well, I guess, I guess how does the listener uh, connect with you? What's your website, um, uh, email, or what? Uh, how do we connect with you? My website is suesamino.com. Um, I I would say look how to spell Semino. It's C I M I N O, SueSemino dot com. And I also have um, offered a free gift if you go to SueSemino dot com slash free. And what I'm offering is um, my seven profound ways to help mm, jumpstart your journey into wholeness. And I'm also providing um, a very short audio, eight minutes, maybe less, that you can listen to every morning. And, and it's, it's not quite a meditation, but it is a going deep into grace and making some choices very clearly that will help bring you all that you need in order to be able to move into wholeness. And the other thing I want people to know, like some people want to move at their own pace, which is fine, and other people are, are really ready to fast track their journey to wholeness. Um, I am happy to work with people either way, but for those that really want to fast track their journey, they may contact me at susamino.com on the contact page, and I will be happy to set them up with the wholeness alignment process at 20 25% off the normal price. I don't mind if this is individual or in small groups. I only work in small groups because I really like to be able to connect with people individually, even in the small group. And how long is that? You know, the um, 25% off, I'll say... Um, all of August. That sounds about right. The free gift is there. Um, it will it will continue to be there. Well, very nice. Well, very you nice. know, an hour goes by pretty fast. I want to thank you, Sue, for being on the show tonight. It's been just a pleasure having this conversation with you. Well, Les, thank you so much. I've absolutely loved it, and I love your questions. You ask great questions and really listen. It's so fun to talk to someone else about these sorts of things. I also wish that everyone listening, I, will, I ask that you all be blessed with miracles, with grace, and with all the help that you need so that you can fully receive all the gifts that are being given you in this moment and in every moment. Very nice. We've been talking with Sue Semino, and uh, the topic tonight has been wholeness is the new wellness. You know, if you, if you put your whole life on the table just for a moment, you put your whole life, all your worries, your concerns, just on the table in front of you, and you take a big step back, and you look at your life from your soul's perspective. Before you were even born, your soul chose the whole dynamic of your life, the family you incarnated into, what karmic lessons would be on the table for you, maybe. Um, and, uh, and yet, part of the, the process of living is to give consciousness an opportunity to experience heaven on earth. When you, when you take a step back and look at your life from a soul's perspective, it's not so personal. It's not, it's not such a, a personal endurance contest. Life's a wonderful thing when you can show up for it. 
I'm your host, Les Jensen. It's always a pleasure for me to bring you episodes like this. Thanks for joining us tonight. Until next time. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at NewHumanLiving.com. Thanks for listening.